Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. <laughs> Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I just want to get this out of the way right now. I'm still upset about last weekend and losing in that tournament. We lost to accountants, and I have not stopped thinking about this for almost seven days. I'm still upset. I I hope you are. It was brutal. We had a legitimate team, (laughs) and we lost to a bunch of pencil pushers and calculator people. And we played against not very good players, too. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I was... I can't believe we suck and we suck so bad. And then we're in a two, two run rally. And all I can do is pop fly to end the game out. Like uh, just so zapped. Like I got home, like I almost fell asleep at the wheel on the way home. Like it was, that's safe. It was, it was just brutal. I don't, I'd never been so crappy in a ball tournament before. And I'm like worried heading out to ball tonight being like, God, is this going to follow me around? So like we, we had, I mean, the first game, we had a rough inning to start. It was a different ball than we normally play with. And I know that sounds stupid, but once everything, once we figured out what we needed to work with, we route the first team handedly. Like it wasn't even close. In fact, they scored, they didn't score a run for the final three or four innings, which is great. And then we play the next team. And I think they were like relatives or whatever of a bunch of the hockey players in the tournament. So they, they ended up being pretty good and we only lost by a home run which considering how good that team was, we kept it close the whole game. So we're one and one. We needed to win our third game. And we looked and it was against a a local accounting firm. Don't need to get into who because we may need them one day. So I'm not going to do that. And we went in that game, not cocky, but we felt that we looked at who we were playing and we figured they'd probably put up a good game. But we knew what we had. Down by two. Final inning, two people on, you come up to bat. And I'm thinking, there are two people on this team that can make this work, that can get us in the lead or at least tie it. And I, it just, just aligned to, to third and like the most lackluster end of the game. And we're like, well, that's it. That yep. There's our weekend. And that was it's, it. It's over. Yeah, sucks to suck. It, it did suck to suck, but... Uh, thankfully, uh, there was a nice, uh, nice pool waiting for me when I got home. So, went to grandma, grandpa's house, and had some had some wobbly pops and a nice swim. And I forgot all about it until now. Yeah, sometimes you just don't have your mojo. That's the way she goes. Yeah, you know what? It was a good time. Did you see they raised two hundred and forty-two grand for that tournament? Yeah. It was a big weekend. There was a lot of a lot of money raised. There was a lot of athletes there. Got to uh, to bump into and rub shoulders with uh, with Luke Shen and Tyler Myers. There was tons of ex Canucks, mm-hmm. um, possibly future Canucks, possibly future Canucks. There was lots of uh, you know former and current 
NHLers, uh, Josh Georges, Jordan Tutu, um, all, all of them really, really good guys. I think they're taking the time to sign autographs and talk with people all, along with playing against them in a tournament, which is super cool too. So uh, for a good cause, uh, uh, I, you know, mental health in, in Kelowna and British Columbia in general, I think they're, they're pushing to do that big uh, fundraiser and every year it's something a little bit different. But the tournament didn't disappoint. I think they they definitely made the money that they needed to make to show the recognition. So we got to give a little bit of a shout out to um, Okanagan Lifestyle. So it's a pretty great yes. company out here. Um, we got the call when they needed another team to join to sort of fill out the tournament. And so they called us. We put the team together in like two, three days, headed down there, had a great time, met a bunch of people. Um, and I would do it all over again for sure, but I probably have a better hit in the final. Well, you know what? I mean... We've we've also gone through tournaments where we've gone four zero. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we've we've had weekends like that where things are just absolutely rolling. So, just like any any other game, you could you could win sixteen nothing one game and lose sixteen nothing the next game. Baseball's a funny sport, so um, it is what it is. And next year, maybe we can uh, maybe we can put our stamp on something somehow, and um, you know maybe off off the field put a, a few bucks to to the name yeah, to the cost. I think so. so. Hopefully we can make that happen. Um, this is the PP1 podcast where we are recording on Wednesday. And you know what? I, we'll get the pleasantries out of the way. Provided in part with Dean Blundell Network, Move Health and Wellness. We'll get into them a little bit later. Uh, make sure you're checking us out on Spotify, on Apple. You can check us out on Google. Basically, if you can download a podcast or watch us, we will have uh, the live stream up. Uh, a little bit later, we're kind of a little postponed here, so I'll have to do the recording and then send it out. So we won't have comments on it this time, but that's okay. You can still watch it on YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, Facebook postponed live, I guess you could say it. Um, so make sure you check us out on that. Uh, we are getting close to the NHL draft. The Stanley Cup has been awarded. There are lots of rumors going along for your Vancouver Canucks and things that may or may not be happening. As we said, we did see some uh, current Canucks uh, playing some baseball this past weekend, they're all going to be hanging out for the summertime. Uh, now, he's not a Canuck, but I don't know if you saw this right before our final game. Did you see Carey Price with the two boxes of pizza? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you just get the feeling? Like, I've, I've been trying. I would have loved to have one of the guys on the show uh, last week. I was, I wanted to know, like, who's the mayor of, like, the NHL group? Who's the social secretary and who's the, the guy that gets everything going and, like, for everybody to go? And I, I, I saw for that moment Carey Price with the two pizzas there, and everyone's grabbing slices. And I kind of had a look at his face, like, uh, it felt like he was about to like get nothing out of the whole he, deal. He was taking care of the boys. I think George's, George's is a big influence there for the for a lot of the players. I think he was. Yeah. It looked like like Shannon Co showed up late, and he was just ribbing him from the dugout about, "Hey, yeah, right on time, boys." Just like right in the middle of an at bat, like just chirping everybody. So yeah. Yeah, some of these guys definitely drive the bus, but uh, there were some pretty funny characters out there for sure. And uh, we were talking about this on on uh, Monday night, which you were not a part of uh, your work team baseball game. Hmm. I'm not sure what you were doing. Yeah. What was more important than your work team? I was uh, uh, I was making a relax. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, I showed up. You were there. I was there. I was there. Uh, we were talking about Brennan Gallagher and the wheels. So. You watch these guys play the sport. They play hockey, and they're pretty fast on the ice and the way they move. But when you see a guy like Gallagher, he's small, small center of gravity, and he just rounds the bases like an absolute choo-choo train. 
And he looks it like was, a fire hydrant. Like, he, was thicker than, he was thicker than Tutu, surprisingly. And uh, yeah. And just the way he ran, though, like so smooth. I haven't seen uh, someone run that smooth, that fast. And again, some beef to him, too. Yeah, since he beat the pants off Chris during that run. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm built a little bit differently, but that's okay. So yeah. whatever. Uh, it's it's fine. Whatever. So yeah, big um, week, big week in the in the NHL this week for you know, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Not your typical blueprint for how to build a winner, but somehow they did it. But they proved that they can go from uh, from dump to diamonds in like a couple of seasons. That was pretty cool. So cup's been awarded. Draft is on its way. Hall of Famers were inducted. Oh wait, yeah. So the draft is on its way, and we'll probably have more to talk about on that. But who made like this is something we chatted about last week. And now it's official, and not one, not two, but three Vancouver Canucks, current, well, not current, very recent Vancouver Canucks, will be in the Hall of Fame. Ted, can you? Yeah, crazy. I mean, we didn't think the Sedins were maybe going to go first ballot. You didn't, anyway. They're obviously very... We have all the reasons why. We have all the reasons why, too. Obviously very deserving to be first ballot inductees and, and, and... Without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, but I, I just I foresaw the off chance and like a twenty percent chance that they they could be they could be sedined, right? Like oh, for sure, yeah. And I'm glad that it didn't happen. I'm glad that the 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 rest of the the hockey world united in the fact of getting them in. So yeah, just stoked. Like just I mean, you said it in your tweet. We took the we took the sedines for granted. We really. Did. I still think we did. I still do. I mean. As good as they were, I, I still feel that we didn't give them enough credit. And then to see Roberto Luongo make it, which I, again, a deserving guy. At the same time, Alex McGilney hasn't made the the Hall of Fame. Jason Chimera gets shafted this year. I was a little bummed about <laughs> that. Uh, Ryan Smith didn't make it. So, you know, there, there are some guys that didn't make it, but Roberto Luongo, again, no Stanley Cups to his name, doesn't even have a Vezina. Um He's got a Jennings. He's you know, uh, uh, Olympics, and he's got, you know, those, he's got those big placeholder stats, though, right? Yeah, I just think that. I mean, we all love him, and we thought the world of him. But you know, you look at the guys that actually have won the Stanley Cup. I mean, you look at what McGilney was able to put up, and the things he's done, especially his entire story of you know defecting from Russia and being one of those first guys or the first guy to kind of to cross over, right? And I mean, there's got to be something going on there. The fact that he hasn't made it still, there's got to be, you know, did he piss off someone in Toronto when he was there and they just have this massive grudge? Who knows? But it kind of sucks. But at the same time, three amazing players made it. Daniel Alfredson also made it as well. Uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he's we, we, first... we talked about we talked about Alfie last week, right? I mean, a very very deserving guy who should have been there. I thought that that was like basically the archetype for what what the Sedins were going to go through. Are they going to have to wait a bunch of years, even though they're deserving to be there, right? Very similar yeah. point totals, uh, you know, face of face of a franchise for, for many, many years, captains, respected players. But for whatever reason, Alfie didn't get in for a lot of years, right? So. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. So I'm going to turn up my recording somehow because apparently that dropped off. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for the, the rebroadcast because that'll be fun. Um, yeah, it, I, I think it's awesome. The fact that, you know, as we have something to champion and celebrate 
early on, especially considering that uh, the Canucks are still going through something. But the guys that we did champion for so long are officially in there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, like a, like the the Luongo thing is is I don't think enough is talked about how how difficult it is to get into the Hall of Fame as a goaltender. Right. I mean, I mean, you got to have some major hardware, and for him to not have all the major hardware and get in is just sort of like really a credit to to how good he was and how 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 long he was good. Yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of these guys in in the top. You know the, the the top four, for example, we'll just throw it out there. So it's 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 all top four wings are Roberto Luongo, Mark Andre Fleury, Patrick Waugh, and Martin Broder. All these guys started playing like right out of junior, right? Like yeah, they they were like day one starters. I think Fleury was like nineteen when he started. Maybe and he, he 18, went through the ringer for a while too. He did, he did, right? I mean, but a, a lot of these guys, if you're going to get to those massive win totals, you have to start playing super early, right? Like you know, college, college signings. I mean, some of the other names on the, yeah, Ed Belfort played forever, but he didn't start playing until he was a little bit older. Curtis Joseph, mm-hmm. same thing. Henrik Lundqvist, yeah. same thing. Right. So, uh, I think it's just a, really a credit to how, how good he was and for how long he was good. Um, and, and the respect that he garnered around the league. I mean, he really did it in Vancouver. All his prime years were in Vancouver. I, I don't know. Does he go in as a, as a Panther or a Canuck or both? Does, I, I think you look at both sides of that, right? I mean, he had a pretty heady start in Florida and still got some stuff done when he went back. Yeah, he carried the team, right? There was a, a period of time when it was Beret and him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they legitimately had two superstars, but they were just outscoring problems and stopping everything, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I, I mean, if you had to really pick, that's tough. I, I guess if, if he had to choose, oh, man. I don't know what I think because he's a Canadian, he this would be my guess that he'd pick Vancouver. Uh, see, I'm betting the other way around. I bet you he picks Florida. I mean, that's where, where it all began. Where, where he it's essentially yeah. where he grew up. It's it's where he met his wife. It's where his kids are born. They're, I mean, we've heard that that exact sentence before, specifically for him, right? So it's where his tires uh, were stolen. Yeah, and and for even for him to go back to Luang or to uh, Florida, to Florida after all that all that stuff that went down. I mean, I think, I mean, now he's a part of the organization as a management port. So, I mean, no, you're right. You're right. That's fair. I think if he had to choose, I think he would probably, he, he would probably pick Florida. I'm guessing. That's probably fair. That, that's a fair argument. I, I would, I would allow for that. Um, getting back to the Stanley cup for a second. So the avalanche win, I was kind of hoping for a seven games, but I mean, your body just gets worn out at a certain point. And, and Colorado, I think they probably, looking the way game six went, they probably would have won game seven had they lost somehow in game six. They just had, they still had stuff left in the tank. And I think Tampa was, we've now seen their their big list of injuries, which you always kind of see after it's all said and done. I'm sure we're going to hear about stuff from Colorado as well soon enough. Okay. But I mean, Colorado still had enough left in the tank and they were still making plays and they were still grinding it out. And I mean, at some point, you know, we've gone through that feeling, right? Just as a fan watching that. And you're hoping, you're hoping your team can still hang on, even though you know full well, it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be coming back. You know what I mean? Like Canucks are up three to two in the series. And there was, I think there was a real hope that it was possible they could take one of two. 
But after, you know, the way they were getting handled, especially in game seven, the way it started, you're thinking, well, it was a good run. And I mean, they go up to three, nothing, four, nothing, like it's over. We're done. But do you think either of these teams, like, could this be a rematch next year? Or do you think like Tampa needs a year to just kind of recalibrate and maybe, maybe make the playoffs, but like get knocked on the first round and then go for it again in two years? And I guess same question for Colorado. Like, do they have enough to, I mean, they have enough, but do you see them making another extended run next season? I I don't know. I think every year, uh, every year Tampa Bay is the casualty of, 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 uh, of, of roster considerations, right? Guys who have sort of priced themselves out due right. to winning yeah, and, and, and playing with phenomenal players like, like Kucherov and Stamkos and Point and so on and so forth. Right. So, every year you see these guys sort of sign on with other teams and sign bigger contracts. And it's one thing Tampa Bay has done such a good job about is bringing in new help for, for under a million dollars to populate the bottom half and all that stuff we've talked about in Vancouver for years that we've wanted them to do. Yeah. To stay away from the Tim Schallers of the world, but Schaller <laughs> nothing are just, are just unable to. Right. So yeah, I, I, I would think that in their, in their in their way that the roster is constructed, and the fact that their core is still young enough, and and Stamkos, although he's getting a little bit older, still has the ability to pop thirty five or more. I think in the next few years, I, I think I think they're gonna have the chance to be a, a, a top end competitive team in the East, and and much of that has to do with that that D core and and Vasilevsky, right? So oh yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna say they're gonna make it back. Third time in a row. I'm not looking if, for the the stamp guarantee, but yeah, e- even if they have the team to make it back third year in a row, that's yeah. so difficult to do. I think odds would say no, even if you were the favorite to be back third year in a row. So, I think they're going to be well, a top fourth year in a row at that point. Yeah, sorry, fourth year. Colorado's in a in a weird circumstance as well. I don't know enough about the roster construction on the bottom end for, for, for Colorado. I don't know. There's a lot of free agent signings. There's a lot of trades to bring guys in. I think they're going to have to make some decisions in the off season. To me, I don't know if that's the blueprint for me moving forward. I mean, who, who am I? What is a blueprint? To the cup, but I don't yeah. know if that's the blueprint moving forward to have, you know, that for your goaltending, but well, that was, what I was, what is it going to say? Like, do the, do you like leave better off alone and think, okay, well, we won with this? No, I, I and yet every other team would be like, you're crazy. Di- I, I mean, I, I disagree. I disagree with that because I, I, I think if I look at one comparable, it might be Chicago winning the Stanley Cup with Anthony Niemi, and the very next year they brought in Crawford. So I think if there's a better guy or there's a guy that you've been grooming, then you absolutely take that step. I don't think that Colorado is looking at that current tandem thinking that that's going to like Kemper and Frank and that's going to be their tandem for the next, uh, who knows, maybe it's Frank that takes over moving forward, but I think that they would look to make replacements there. I, you know, the Johnson and Johnson thing I think needs to be upgraded at some point, but I mean, if you can win the cup, having that, that tandem there uh, and you can somehow better it, which I believe you can for, for, for cheaper. Yeah. That I think everybody gets one too, right? Like the, it's, it's one of those, you make it work. Like kind of, you yeah. look at Luke Shen on, uh, on, on Tampa last year, like, you know, he's yeah. not your ideal guy, but we found a way to make it work for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I think he played such a specific role for him. Right. I mean, if you're not asking him to do more than he's able to do, then you're going to be in good shape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that 
Um, I mean, both these squads have such good players, good high-end players that sit in the, the upper echelon of the league. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that Colorado has McKinnon and McCarr, that as long as they keep recycling around those two players, I think they're going to be they're going to be a shoe in to just be a devastating team to mess with from from here on out until those guys and Landy to too, and you yeah. got Bowen Byram. You got and, you have you well, have the, you have a young Bowen Byram. That's the X factor, right? Because I don't. Although I love Landis Cog, I, I see him almost as like a, a Horvat type, or where he is very very important. But I think that there's that. That There'd be a day. Echelon of players, yeah. The upper yeah. echelon of players that you're you're thinking of, like the core seed. And I don't know, I don't know if he's the guy I'm going to build a team around. I mean, obviously they built a team around Landis Cog, but they got other players there to help too, right? Yeah. The the one thing though is the Byron thing. I mean, he could the guy could be a Norris winner. Mm-hmm. The guy could be a Hall of Famer. We don't know, right? I mean, yeah. It's he's so early in his career. He was so good in the playoffs that I. And he was still playing second fiddle to McCarr. Yeah. And you're going to always play. We're paying attention to him because we've been watching him in the dub and we've been hearing that yeah. name for so long. And you're like, oh, yeah, but we're going to pay attention to Kale McCarr first. All right. Well, I'm going to so, go uh, do my yeah. thing. So imagine that, right? I mean, you think of these other great elite tandems that have gone on and won Stanley Cups. And you think about Niedermeyer and Pronger and the fact that they basically did it with two defensemen and Francois Beauchemin. That was you know, sick, everybody sick else was yeah, everybody else was centered in for like 10 15 minutes a game or something like that but those guys played like a half hour yet Bosham in somewhere around the like 22 minute mark and then it was like didn't meet it because it doesn't really matter because it, at at all times we know one of either Niedermeyer or Pronger is going to be out there and Colorado has a chance of doing that with Byram and McCarr like it's disgusting it's disgusting yeah it was thinking back even to that year too i don't I don't know why, as a fan, I thought there was a remote chance the Canucks could beat them in that series. We went to game... Did they lose in five in that series? I, I can't remember. We went to... Uh, I remember, I think I remember we went thinking to, to myself, like, I don't think we ever had a chance. No, we went to four, and the Canucks were up 2 nothing. They're up 2 nothing in that game. And then... They somehow blew it and lost in overtime. And then just obviously the writing was on the wall. At that point, things started to happen. They looked for a delayed penalty with, uh, was that Yannick Hansen that got hit or something? Yeah. Something like and that. then uh, Luongo lets something go on that. Well, you know, things happen. It's fine. But that team, that Anaheim team was just so, so lethal. They had it, like their back end was like, well, Hall of Famers. The guys ahead of them were just coming into their own. Like they had the Dustin Penners, they had the Corey Perry's, Gets Laugh. You had uh, remember Andy McDonald. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but that those guys just gelled so well, and the, just like they just ran amok. And Solani and oh yeah, yeah. Nasty. That's what the Canucks need. The Canucks need these Andy McDonald types, right? They the college free agents that you bring into your um. That's what the the Kuzmenko thing is so smart, right? Like that's what they need. They need to start. If you can somehow populate the bottom of your roster with players that you've brought in, that are NHL caliber, and you didn't have to draft them because you don't have a full cupboard, that's the only way they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, or uh, or a sharp, uh, which we call it, uh, uh, training camp signing. Yeah, which we call it. What are those called again? What's the word? Like a free eight, like a. Like a, a, a like a 
a non-contract free agent? What What's the guy? What's the like name a, of their training camp? PTO? Like pro tri- pro PTO. Tri- yeah. Oh, jeez. Man, it's summer. Holy smokes. I, I was like, trying to figure out where you're going with that. Like, sharp, things, just those guys where they go and sign. Oh, sharp what? Like, yeah, the the, the, uh, the the Jack Skillies of the world. There you go. Yeah, like sometimes those guys work out. and Like a chase on, right? That was a group. Chase on was Chase on was perfect. If, if Chase on wants to come back for under a million bucks, I'd be, I'd be. I'll pick I'd him up at the airport. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he's going to the airport. Um, that's fine. that's the complete opposite of driving Trent Clatt to the airport. That is the absolute complete. <laughs> so many, so many great references. Hey, like you just go down that laundry list of stuff. It's awesome. Um, we were having this conversation at Ball on Monday, which you were not a part of. And that's fine. Um, our good friend and your coworker Jace uh, asked me to bring this up, and I thought it was a good debate. Um, we don't have a whole lot to talk about, so I thought this was actually a really good conversation. So you're looking at Kale McCarr and you're looking at um, Connor McDavid. Now, obviously, most people are going to say Connor McDavid is the best player in the world, best player in the NHL. We look at Kale McCarr, and if you compare these two to their next best comparable. Who is actually the better player, like the better mm, overall suited player? Now, we debated this because, like, there's Matthews and um, there's the McKinnons. And, like, there there are players that are somewhat close to McDavid. And, I, and again, we're trying to keep this, you know, civil. Obviously, they're still not the same thing. But at the same time, the next closest to Kale McCarr is what? Roman Yossi? And is Roman Yossi... Yossi or Fox, maybe? Okay, so, and the, yeah. again, great players, but are you going to say that those guys are, are of the yeah. same ilk as a Kale McCarr? So, like, where, how big is that jump? If we we're going to say McCarr's the 10 and McDavid's the 10, what is the next player on a scale of 1 to 10? Who's that next guy? I mean, like, where is Austin Matthews compared? Is he like an 8? Is he a 9? I mean, Roman Yossi's pretty, pretty fucking good. Like again, yeah. And that's the thing. Like we were trying to figure, like, how close is the next closest guy? Yeah, but the but the problem with Roman Yossi is that Roman Yossi's thirty one now. Like, but that shouldn't matter. Well, right it, now it has to. It has to matter, right? So, I mean, because if you if if you're talking about, I guess it's the gap that you want, the gap between separations. So, I don't think. Head headman maybe. Okay, but again, you have them all together. Who's who's the next closest, and what's that gap? I think I think the gap is probably a little bit closer than people realize, but it still is it still is Kale McCarr by a mile. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's just he's just he's just that good. But it's four guys, right? You have you have maybe more actually. You have Carlson, Fox, Headman. McCarr and Yossi all over 70 points. You have Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr sitting in there in the 85 points to 86 points. Mm-hmm. They're two, two completely different defensemen. Yeah. But in terms of what... And like, listen to us walking all over Hedman right now, hey? Oh, I go, oh, he's, no, he's no kid. Like, he's, up, he's dude's a freaking until, Stanley Cup champion twice. Up until, la- up until this season, I would have told you that Victor Hedman's the best defender in the NHL. Easy. I wouldn't. And you probably still have people debating that. You probably have. There's some circles that would. And I think that I think that it's just that that's the jump that McCarr has taken. Yeah. Just just 
it's it's such a leap where maybe Hedman is is where he is and he's not going to develop anymore. And why would you want you wouldn't ask a thirty one year old to to get? You don't better. need him to get better. He's already as best but as Makar is twenty three, and he's he's I I think he's as good or better than than Hedman, and he's only twenty three. And he hasn't even. I mean, let's be real. He hasn't done anything yet. Like you know what I mean. Like in the grand, he's. He's been, he hasn't even been in the league long enough for us to give like a proper, you know, we're talking about Bobby or this and that, but he hasn't even played like four years yet. Yes. Like he's, he played a playoff, a couple playoff rounds and we all freaked out. Then he goes and wins the rookie. Mm-hmm. He goes and wins the Calder. And, you know, two seasons after that, he's got a Stanley Cup already, a Norris and a Con Smythe. Like, and yet he hasn't even really begun yet. Yeah, it's just it's it's insane what what these young these young guys are doing. You have like Makar, Adam Fox, uh, Quinn Hughes. I think you could probably put McAvoy in that. Rasmus Dahlin. These guys are mm-hmm. all over forty point defensemen that are all yeah playing humongous roles on their team, and they're just gonna get better. Like, man, we could be looking. I mean, if you're Roman Yossi put up ninety six this year, but you you could be looking at. 35 goals and 100 plus points from McCarr next year. Like it does remind me, his game reminds me somewhat of, of, uh, of Carlson. Okay. Uh, but it's like, he's, 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 he's even better. Like it's, but he's it's, got, it's, he's got all those extras, right? He's got all like the turbo boosters. He's got the game yeah. genie just on his back. He's got, uh, he's got Noss in there. He's got, he's got the go baby go. We watched that movie the other gone in 60 seconds. Christine popped it on uh, on the Netflix the other night. I was kind of after the weekend there and kind of out of it a little bit. His son and whatever. And like, is that is that Sally and is that bring Sally up? Is that why would that? That's there's only one movie that has that outcome out. Sure enough, there's a there's there he is. It's time to watch some Gun Sixty. So you know you know Memphis Reigns. That's, that's how we roll. Memphis Rands. That's how we roll in this household. Uh, let's do a quick uh, quick shout-out to our friends at Move Health and Wellness. As everybody knows, it's summertime, whether you live in Kelowna or Vancouver, or, hey, maybe you live in uh, the middle of Canada, which I'm sorry, but you have to live somewhere, I guess. So, But if you live in BC and you live in the lower mainland and you live in Kelowna, Move Health and Wellness They've got three locations, two in uh, Surrey and South Surrey, one in Kelowna, as we've told you so many times. You can get your fix of massage therapy because sometimes you don't want to get everything else figured out and you're hoping that it's going to be a little bit more relaxing. It's not going to be relaxing. They're going to get you fixed. They've got chiropractors like your good friend, Dr. John. He will get you fixed up. They've also got kinesiology. kinesiology. They've got physiotherapy. They've got acupuncture in uh, a little bit more on the lower mainland side of things, uh, as well as uh, counseling. So we're going to take care of our, our, we've been talking about this with the tournament last weekend, our mental health and our mental well-being, not just our physical health. Uh, Move Health and Wellness, you go check them out in Kelowna, because that's where we are. Well, I mean, I'm Kelowna proper, you're on the west side. Go check them out inside the Walmart at the Jack Nathan Medical Center. You can go see Kaylee or you can go see Dr. John or the counselors that are there. They're lovely to work with. You can go online, book yourself online on the cool app that they've got. They'll give you all the time, all the time stamps that you're going to need and what you need to book, how long, whatever. Get you figured out there. As I've told you so many times, there's tons of parking, and especially in the summertime. I have had massages at, at other places. 
at other uh, massage therapists downtown. And in the summertime, as we all know, there is no parking in the summer because everybody wants to be downtown. Not the case here. You go to Move Health and Wellness, they will have ample parking so that you can get to your meeting on time and you're not going to be late and everybody's going to be happy about that. You can get fixed sooner. We're all for the better. Move Health and Wellness, get them checked out, get them to take care of you and get you back to your normal self so you can go be playing sports and or just, heck, you can just be sleeping better. Sometimes that's all we really need is a good, good night's sleep. Um, the draft is coming up next week. Uh, the trade for Kevin Fiala to LA today happened and he signed a, a pretty nice little deal and I'm trying to pull it up, but I can't see it. That has now set the table for probably a few other trades. Looks like we're going to maybe hear, maybe we hear Brock Besser trade, maybe we hear uh, JT Miller trade, but it starts, it starts the wheel of motion for the exciting off season that's going to be happening. I think there's going to be a lot of draft floor stuff, but at the same time, we may see some big stuff happen before that. Ted, what do you think is going to be happening for the Canucks in the next couple days? Uh, and do you think we even see anything before Canada Day? Because I know uh, there's going to be some no movement clauses that kick in on Canada Day for a handful of players. You're on mute. And whatever you said could have been amazing and nobody would have heard it. I, I do think that this contract with Fiala is important uh, from the Canucks standpoint. I mean, mm -hmm. what are the numbers here? We're looking at 7.9 million over seven years. Not bad. Uh, seven, sorry, per season, seven year deal. So uh, there's a couple of guys on a roster that are going to be looking at this contract as they look to re up in Brock Besser and, and JT Miller. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think the Canucks are probably thrilled about that number. No. Um, but this is this is a good forward. I think he's been linked to Vancouver and other trade talks too, or at least somebody that they would want to go after from before too. So yeah, uh, we're a, we're a while back on that, but I, I I am anticipating something something to go down with Vancouver here, and I think it, it has to. There's no more waiting. I don't think it's gonna if 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 Vancouver decides to 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 re up on on you know a JT Miller, or they're gonna have to do a little bit of contract hoops with Brock Besser. You know, his QA, we've talked about the fact that the QA is not a favorable one either. No. They're going to have to figure something out there. I know we've heard talks on other podcasts um, about signing a, you know, a push it on down the road deal, like sign him to a two-year contract at, at a number that's like palatable for the franchise. I have a hard time seeing both of these guys getting done though. So I think Brock I gets done. That's That's my guess now is Brock gets done and Miller's gone. It's the it's the younger forward. It's the mm -hmm. guy that has less trade value, uh, not because he's a poor player, but because and you can get him at a better hit on on term and on and on uh, AAV too. I think. Yeah, I mean that's just classic stock market stuff, right? You're gonna you're gonna look at locking up a player who had an off year at, at more of a value than you would on a max year versus looking at a guy who just had the max year. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think stuff's gonna happen. I don't think I don't. I would be surprised if anything happened before Canada Day. Okay. So uh, that that being said, if something did happen, that'd be super cool. I'd be stoked about it. Do you think, and I was thinking this, and maybe I'm crazy and I'd love to get roasted from anybody willing to do it. Do you think that there's any way that JT Miller goes to Vegas? Yeah, why not? I Just, just where they're at. 
Do you yeah. think that there's a move? And who who do you think who do you think comes back if you were to guess? Just because I'm throwing this out. Oh, I I I don't know. I'm so off on the trade market with that team right now. I I don't even know where to. Well, we need a defenseman, hmm. right? I mean, they have a couple of nice ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jeez, who would we be looking at? Theodore, maybe. Like I was just thinking, that would be an interesting thing. And I heard somewhere else as well. Like, how long do you really think that uh, Jack Eichel hangs around in Vegas? I mean, so I don't. Yeah, this doesn't strike me as the one that's going to last. It, I mean, th that guy's a premier player, though, right? I mean, they're going to have to figure yeah. something out. I'm not saying the Canucks should go after Jack Eichel. That's not what I was saying at all. But like, yeah, Shea Theodore would be uh, would be a nice I, I, little I don't piece know. of business there. If if I'm Vegas, like, there's no way I'm moving a 26 year old defenseman. No, but that but if you get a guy, if you get a guy like JT Miller, though, yeah, yeah, fine. But I I think I'd still, I think I'd rather still have a high end defenseman who's like going to anchor my decor for the next few years versus a. I mean, d does does Vegas see him as a winger or do they see him as a center? I think there's no, that's fair. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot of questions there. Vancouver needs a defenseman to help out so badly. Yeah. But those guys, I mean, anybody who comes back, I feel like when the trade is viewed by the public, they're probably going to be thinking themselves like they got a defenseman sweet. I don't think yeah. he was that good in comparison to JT Miller, but that's, that's the way that that's the way that it works with the value of a defender, right? Like on paper, a defender might not look as good as what, what, what a 90 plus point forward is going to do for you. Yeah, but the impact that he has in the long run on your roster, it probably is greater than right. He might be a more a more important piece. So, I I, I would just be working my ass off to get a defender. I'm just looking at uh, trying to see guys like I mean, we saw him in Kelowna, Lucas Johansson with Washington. Mm -hmm. He's 24. Not straight up. I'm just saying, no. like for pieces, right? It would have to um, be pieces, right? That's the only way it's going to work. Like you get your pick, you get a piece, and you're probably going to have to take a roster player too. I mean, there isn't a whole lot you can really offer from, I mean, a Nick Jensen. They, but they've got like, they've got one defenseman as far as, and I'm just using Washington, they have one defenseman under 30. The rest of their decor, uh, Washington. I'm just looking yeah. at Washington right now. They've got one defenseman under 30. So yeah, maybe we've ruled out Washington. Who's going to be primed to make another push, right? Like, Because mm -hmm. yeah, there's got it. You're right. Yeah, I, Maybe. Like, you're right. I think there's probably a handful of teams that feel that they're one move away from making a big deal. Now, everybody keeps talking about Pittsburgh. And it seems like that's going to probably be, if there was a team, they're probably a likely one where there's smoke, there's usually fire, right? Um I mean, he's from right around there. It wouldn't be surprising to see that happen. But I don't know. Like, at the same time, I think the Canucks, uh, especially with this group, this management group and the scouting team and everything, I don't know. Like, I'm almost expecting the unexpected right now. Yeah. It would you know be, what I mean? It would be super fun. And it, you're right. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happened. I, I don't think so. Like, I'm going to. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it just seems like we have been used to the same thing for so long. Like, oh, well, they've talked about this team, so it's got to be this team. And it always ends up being that one. But, I mean, 
what if it was like a Boston or what if it was New York again, or what if it, I mean, who knows? Like maybe Colorado feels they're going to, maybe they want a JT Miller, you know? And they're like, you know what? Let's keep this thing going. And we're going to here, we can pawn off X, Y, or Z to make that. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little bit stupid to think Colorado, but I mean, there are teams that, that are right at the cusp and now you've got 31 other teams that you can negotiate with as opposed to the trade deadline. Right. Yeah. So, and, and this is what we chatted them. about. So yeah, if they're going to move them, I would rather than move them now. Yeah. You know, Get it over versus, with. Pull the bandaid. Versus, you know, moving into the season and now anything can happen in a season. We saw this with Christana many years when there was talk of him moving and he got hurt. Right. Um, you know, ultimately to never really end up getting in anything for him. And not that I'm saying that that's going to happen exactly with, with a JT Miller, but I mean, I don't really want, I don't really want this club to be bent over a barrel come no. trade deadline season and just accepting the best that they can get for JT Miller. Right now they're in a position to ask for, for more. Right. So, I mean, I don't want them to go like, let's be real here, but I mean, I think they're going to have to position themselves to make moves for the next couple of years here. Yeah, there's a whole oh, like Adam Boquist. He's a, I think he's an RFA. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, that's Columbus. There's no way he's going there. Yeah, I mean, there's the some. Thing is, the, the other thing is, we know nothing about this current management group. We, we mm-hmm. don't know anything about the types of players that they're coveting. About, I mean, it was pretty easy to see like what, what Mr. Benning was going to go after. Yeah. Wait, what what he was looking at, what that type of player was that would fit into a banding group. I don't know anything yeah. about these. You you right? knew weeks and months before, like, well, it's basically this guy. Oh yeah, Tyler Myers, worst kept secret in hockey. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, Ekman Larson. Oh, we couldn't make it happen, and we also lost out on two great players. We'll get him next year. Okay. Yeah. And then we all cried. I'm just hit crying. a home run, just go to Florida and just trade Miller for Aaron Eckblad and call it a day. You know what? I, it would, like, would you would you really accept Ekblad though? Mm-hmm. You think? I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that. I don't know if that's a good fit. Why not? I just see this I, I doesn't be, seem like a. Vancouver. I would be interested. To, I would be interested to hear why you don't think Aaron Ekblad would be. A good I'm. Fit. I'm totally. <laughs> I would. I would break this microphone just to like show how much strength I have in my happiness right now. Yeah, that would be freaking amazing. Um, one more thing. We'll, we'll we'll call it a call it a day on this one. I was trying to keep it kind of fun. Talked about our baseball. Um, TV's TV's been coming up. Uh, the Comic Con or the whatever it's coming to Kelowna. They're actually going to have some of the props from Breaking Bad. Oh, at, uh, the thing in Kelowna here. So I did watch I mean, another episode night before last. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So quick before I get to my question, fill me in. What happened? Um. Where where are we they, at? So they the the Mike's lawyer guy has has been putting the money in the safety deposit drop box and stuff for the families to pick up and stuff. And right. Towards the end of the episode, he always goes in and he like dolls up the bank manager with like baking goods and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes in this time. She's not really having it this time, but lets him into the room. He's putting the money in. He opens up the bag, and just as he opens up the bag, like. The police are there being like, hey, how's it going? Then the episode right. kind of ends right there. So Right, right, right. I think we're, okay. things are heating up here. Oh, I, I need you to be done so bad. Man, uh, he's just, 
he's just such a bad dude. I mean, yeah. like you just were pulling for him the whole time. And then all of a sudden you're like, he's very unlikable. Yeah. Very narcissistic. And yeah, he's, he just became, he became Heisenberg and I'm not, I don't know if I'm stoked about it. It's the finishes. The finish is glorious though. It, okay. It's worth like, it pays off. Everything pays I'm, off for the, for the long wait. Again, for me, that was January, but yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, cre I'm creeping through. It's different now, right? I mean, your kids go to bed at a reasonable time. Like mine stay up until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And like by then I'm tired. That's okay. That's a new excuse. Yeah. I'll give you it, but yeah, <laughs> that's fine. If you're going to, we'll just check that off one second. Okay. Kids stay up a bit later. So, okay. Uh, I just, I have really poor Wi-Fi. Mm. Streaming is not that good. Um, this is a fun one we're getting into because now we're going to, a lot of us, because a lot of sports are done aside from baseball, um, you know, we're all going to be doing fun stuff. You know, probably have the nights where like nothing's going on because we can't party every night in Kelowna. It's, it's as great of a city as this is. Hey, they try to, we, try to. we need, we, yeah, we need some downtime. Not so, me, but they try to. Yeah, so the the others, the others. Um, I was going to ask who your favorite TV character is, but who would be like your favorite, your favorite secondary TV character? So not like Jerry Seinfeld, but like George, not, uh, you know, not uh, Walt, but like, uh, what's this? Oh, geez, it's been so long. What's his pickle? He's really caught me off guard on this one. Uh, I know. Um, I mean, I did write it in the rundown, but that's okay. Uh, okay. Uh, like not Fred, but Barney, day. or you know what I mean. I, I uh, favorite secondary. You know what? I'm gonna go with the old half-hour television show, comedy. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna head over to New York to go to Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh boy! Okay. And as, okay. As a second, as a secondary character, <laughs> big big fan of Charles Boyle. On Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, so I've only I've seen enough of it, but I don't know all the characters. So who is this guy again? Oh, sorry. I feel like an idiot, but so so Boyle is you know Boyle is 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 um you know Andy Sandberg's character. Okay, um, okay. Uh, he's he's Andy isn't Sandberg's he like the main character. character though? No, Andy Sandberg is the main the main guy, but but Boyle is like his best friend. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, he's like best friend, but he's sort of like you know. And I, I really love um, Captain Raymond Holt too. If I'm being completely yeah, honest, right? no, he's gold. But like, but Boyle is like his like sort of reluctant best friend. Like in 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 Boyle's eyes, like like Sandberg's his his best guy, like number one, no matter what. But you like you know yeah. for a fact that like that Sandberg kind of looks at him like uh, like I'm not really sure, but you're my best friend kind of thing. And he's just like he makes these like inappropriate, rude comments all the time, and like just really gross, vile, like, like sex joke stuff, but like, doesn't do it in a, in a way that he's being gross and vile. He's just like being honest and genuine. And yeah, the, these and are things just, that happen. Yeah. And he's just, he's just such a ridiculous character. And I, I haven't, I haven't seen a character like that on TV for a really long time. Uh, but, but big, big fan of, of Charles Boyle. So I think for me and, and I, we could, I could probably fine tune this, but I, I was tossing between two guys. George Costanza. That's a sentence, eh? Yeah, George Costanza. No, no, no. Tossing between. Tossing them. between two. George Costanza. And Ari Gold. Now, were you an Entourage guy? 
I, I, I tried. I didn't get into Entourage. You're one of the ones that did you get through a season or no? I, I got through like half a season and I just kind of fell off. Okay. So now I've heard that I from know, a lot I of know people. Gold, though. Yeah. So I've heard that from a lot of people where they get into they get into Entourage, but they can't power through a season. And that's when it really gets good. And I, I thought it was good from the first season, but I get why people maybe think that that's not their jam. And that's okay. That's and okay. I am a big I'm a big Jeremy Piven fan. Like yeah. He he was great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think as great as George was, and I mean, that that's basically like you and I growing up. So this wasn't like an adult, like we were kind of in on the adult comedies as they were kind of coming through. And I mean, George was so creative. He wasn't the star of the show, but he almost, try, he almost tried to find so many ways to like be relevant and it would just always backfire on him, which I think is so funny. Yeah. But, so Boyle is actually like a nicer version of, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I would say, but I think for me, it would be probably Ari Gold. Cause I think even though he wasn't the star of the show, I mean, I'm sure some people can make a case that he was a star show. It wasn't about him. He always found a way to like, he always found a way to like, make sure that he was known in a show, in an episode. And he was just like, no holds barred said things that, are not repeatable um, to any race, to any gender. To any, like it, it was pretty, there is some awful stuff, but yeah. he just made it that like you tuned in to see Ari gold because his explosions were worth it. Like when he, when he exploded, that was like half the episode that it was just boiling. And when it happened, you're like, Oh my goodness. And you talked about it. It was epic. So uh, I'm going to say Ari I gold. If I can give a a, a, a shout out, mm -hmm. and and this was one of my favorite shows was New Girl. Yes, um, Schmidt. No, Winston. Oh yeah, Schmidt was great. Winston is like severely underrated. I like how Winston kind of came in a little bit later too. He just like he wasn't there at the beginning. Replaced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just had, they ran out of like weigh-ins, and so they just like got and then they did, and they just put Winston in, and then before you know it, like. Wayne's is back again. Like I like Schmidt. Youths. Schmidt's great. Yeah. Youths. It was, it was youths. a new girl was like our version, like it because we grew up with friends, right? But it was like the new version of friends for us. It was a different format, but that's the yeah. group of people. Yeah. Yeah. But that was good. Yeah. Now now we have to sort of reside to watching Winston show up on like like Bank of Montreal commercials or something oh. like Demo or whatever. Yeah, in a random person's hot tub. I'm, yeah. I'm done with it. It's a bit <laughs> it's much. Not as good. Yeah. It's a bit kitschy. It's a bit kitschy. Hey, you can have that. No, get. How did you get here? How did you. It just. It bugs you. Yeah. That's going to do, I think. Um, we will let you know what's going on next week. There is a very good chance we may have to postpone an episode, even though the draft is the end of the week. So maybe we come back. Unless there's something crazy that happens. Um, then all bets are off, obviously, if there's some massive trade that we have to dive into. If JT Miller gets traded and it's big enough, we'll probably figure out a way to do something. Um, if not, uh, yeah, we we may we may take next week off. I've got family in from Australia, and so we only get to see them for once every four years, so kind of a big deal. I know you've got some family that uh, are in town as well, so... Uh, we may take a summer week and then go strong. If, Like I said, if there's something that happens, by all means, we'll make sure it happens. 
But uh, other than that, uh, we will we're, we'll take a, a quick one just to enjoy the beginning of summer because it's finally happened in Kelowna. So that's, that's how we got to roll. Um, Ted, this has been uh, obviously a lot of fun. Always good to get together with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, virtually, anyway. We'll have to get a, a real one going at some point. We need to figure out one of those. Uh, as I said, we're on the Dean Blundell Network. We are with Move Health and Wellness. Make sure you check us out. Uh, go to our store. I just ordered us our mugs. So we've got coffee mugs coming at some point in the summer. So we'll have cool merch to show off. And uh, yeah, go to our merch store and uh, get some more stuff. And uh, that's about it. I mean, summertime, baby. Happy Canada Day if we're celebrating that. <laughs> if, we're, if we're not past enjoying living in this yeah, country still. I've, I've seen... Uh, I've seen just so many Canadian flags flying off trucks that in the past year, I feel like people have just been celebrating Canada day for the last like two years now. It's like the, it's like the playoffs, but for countries, <laughs> I don't think playoffs. That's <laughs> I just hope we win a game. All right, buddy. This has been a good one. Take it easy. Okay. You too, bud. Take care. Peace out kids. Bye. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here, like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts like they say at the end of all of these ads it's podcasting why are we doing ads it is your favorite girl that's right it's the Ali Mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.